break. This is becoming the Tuesday intro song. How do you feel about that? Uh, welcome to Podcastville, a couple minutes before 1 o'clock. It's Eric Solo today. Uh, some food things to get to later on in the podcast. Um, a couple of fascinating pieces of data and statistics I came across I'd like to get to in the middle of the podcast. And then some relationship Valentine's things to start off with. Uh, but did you hear what I said when I started the podcast? I've been sitting on this post I want to put out there. I try, I try to be timely and strategic with uh, with my posts uh, across various social media spots. If I can ever help you increase your social media engagement, attraction, any of that, I'm happy to do it. I can actually give you two words and like four syllables and you'll be in a really good place. Um, I feel like that's the Tuesday. Try to go, and now this is not me, me being a, a grammar snob or elitist because I'm guilty of it as well. It has somehow, in the same way that... What Kim Kardashian put like into our uh, into our vernacular? Somehow somebody put, you know, I feel like I feel like that's the Tuesday intro. I feel like instead of saying that's the Tuesday intro, I feel like. Um, also, the other one is kind of. So see how many times you can stop yourself through the course of a day from saying from including kind of or I feel like. Okay, it's a good challenge for uh, the day. I asked Alex a very serious question on Saturday night. I just hit her with it. Um, no preparation or anything like that. I wanted to talk about. I want to talk about it with her at length and get her analysis on the podcast because it, it makes for good discussion. Um, and we couldn't do it yesterday because it was a game on Saturday night or something. And then we found out that Snoop Dogg smoked weed before he went on. Here's another revelation. I have to have coffee within 30 minutes of waking up or I might as, well, might as well just go back to bed. So I asked Alex this, and this will lead me into forever Valentine, and it shouldn't be that much work. Um, Saturday, 8.15, I have a bizarre question. Where's Sonny's tail? Corgi? No. Um, what do people... And I was not hunting for an answer. I was not trying to provoke. I wanted a candid, transparent answer. What do people get out of relationships and why don't I seek them? Alex had a great answer. And a lot of this will trace back to depression. Um, that if you've been listening for some time now, the dysthymia, the constant low level everyday depression that I battle with, depression does a great job of taking away interests in your life. And what do you get out of relationships? Um, a lot of things, the things that you get, I might not be able to experience because of this constant battle that I'm always chasing. And it can be very tiring. And if I'm um, tired from trying to beat back this mental health issue, it's hard to put my energy in other places. Um, I want to save Alex's analysis for that in, in the coming days. And it also makes for a great evergreen topic. You know how I've said before, um, our, our brains aren't, aren't great when it comes to memories. Um, when we think of when we think of a, a good thing that happened in the past, we usually remember it being better than it actually was at the time. And then, uh, conversely, we think of something bad, absolutely horrifically, and it wasn't really that bad. Our bl- our brains play tricks with us. Um, from the past to the future, you've and there's some research that backs that up, and all the psychology books that I've read. Not so much for this. Um, this is probably more just flat opinion. But you probably have personal examples. I, we are really bad at predicting the future. 
Of course we are, because uh, if we could, we would have picked the Rams to win by three points and become millionaires. And there was like 111 million people to watch that game, which is the most watching a Super Bowl in a while. Um... And I'm curious as to why, because neither team was all that glamorous. There was no Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers. You just learned about Joe Burrow a week ago, and maybe you you only maybe knew Matthew Stafford on the Rams. So that's a that's the, the NFL should be cheering that massive rating. We're very bad at predicting the future, but we nonetheless continually try. For instance, I'll use a very harmless example, and I want you to think about this as well. You make plans to go out to, to eat with somebody. Well, I'm, go out to dinner on Friday night. Unless you want to go to a specific place because you have been like almost nonstop craving that. Like if you say, Eric, let's go to the soft pretzel joint. We don't have one of those. But I am always up for soft pretzels because like it and corned beef have been my constant cravings for the last two years. Uh, but unless you pick a place because you've got that constant, that pang or uh, location reasons you meet in the middle... Um, if you say, let's let's go to Step or Brother on uh, on Friday night. Okay, now, Tuesday, 1 o'clock? Sure, I can go for pizza. And I know you can always go for pizza, so it's not the best example. But what if Friday rolls around and I'm not in the mood for pizza? Some things have happened between now and then where I don't, I don't, I don't want pizza anymore. Can we not do this? I want it. You said you committed to pizza. Fine. I'll meet you there and have a drink, but I'm not eating. We're very bad at predicting our behavior for the most part. Um, and that's where Forever Valentine comes in. And I, this is going to come off as cynical anti-relationship Eric. I would love to have a relationship. I, one of the things Alex hinted at the other night was, my pool is very small. And I understand that. Um, the Forever Valentine stuff, it sounds to me hopeful. Now, I hope it works out for each and every person that put that yesterday, but you know the reality is that's not going to happen. 75% of those people will be Forever Valentines? The divorce rate has always been like 50%, around 50% for what the, for the last several decades of my adult life, I believe, fewer and fewer Fewer and fewer people are getting married these days because uh, from what I've seen, women are prioritizing other things as they are certainly entitled to do. But I would guess if you get married, regardless of less people doing it, the number is still 50% of you are going to leave that person. And then you've got to think that half of those people, half of the 50% are going to loathe that person. Not because they did something Horrific and violent, but messed up money really bad. Maybe they can't kick a habit or something. I don't. I don't. It doesn't even have to be like alcohol or, or drugs or anything like that. You game too much. We talked about this. You were you expected to grow out of it, but here they are. When you want their free time, they're gaming, um, or they cheated. Like I, I think the endeavor, and I know this is kind of part of marriage. You want to find the person that you can grow with. Because if you're not growing with someone, you're going to grow apart from them. And then you might have to go apart from them. But many people don't. Many people will stay in those relationships for a variety of reasons. 
They think that the grass isn't greener, though it might be or it might not be. Um, you think it'll be too hard to split up for financial. I mean, that's why my, my, my dad, I believe, would have left um, my mom, but he wanted to make sure she had a place to live and health insurance. It was very thoughtful of my dad um, because I can look back now and see the lack of love and emotion and intimacy uh, in their marriage. And there's a certain point when it hit and like some kind of high-tech Marvel CGI, I can scroll through it in a matter of seconds and go, yeah, that makes sense. They weren't in love, but people stay with it for one reason or another. Um, Forever Valentine is hopeful. And like I said, people have a, people are una- often unable to predict how they feel. You might feel that this person is your forever Valentine right now, but what happens if they pick up a habit you don't like? Or they begin a job that um, they devote too much of themselves to and has maybe changed who they are just a little bit on the inside. And then uh, this is where I want to bring my therapist into this, at least in a moment. Um, and then this is where you say to me, and, and I said this to my therapist, say, Eric, you got to work at it. It's not easy. Like I saw a lot of this yesterday as well. Um, a lot of people who have commended their partner for working through the the tough times and the the arguments and the disagreements and mutual thanking of putting that work in. And I remember talking about relationships with my therapist, the lovely Pam. And I was like, look, I, I know I have a lot of faults. I have a lot of weaknesses. I think one of my strengths is knowing my weaknesses in attention to detail, impatience. So I try to head those things off. Uh, Or also, when it comes to a lot of relationships, losing interest. But that isn't always the thing. That could just be moving through a relationship and seeing that you don't have as much interest in this person and vice versa uh, as you initially thought. Same thing like with a long-term relationship. So I said to her, I was like, I get it. These things take work. So let me read what I typed out today. I've enjoyed my new therapist maybe too much. She's often agreed and often added further context to some of my more esoteric and unpopular opinions, mostly all of which I keep to myself. The only person who gets to hear them is Alex and my therapist. I should be recording or airing airing these sessions, one, because they could generate some revenue uh, and help me pay the enormous copay, which went up 30% on January 1st while gas and food prices are rising. That's old habit for healthcare costs rising. Two, I'd like to recall her words and and our conversations with more precision and clarity for the same reason that athletes review their play on tape to study, correct, and learn. And aside from the post here, I always want to get better. And maybe the fact that I am constantly striving to be a better person and product is what keeps me from being able to be in a relationship with someone because one, I don't think I'm enough. Um, or some other complicated things that come from that. Maybe they don't have the same ambition to grow as I do. Again, a tiny little pool, like the size of a pinhead. Next up, uh, as the residue of unending love is still in the air, I'm reminded of our chat uh, about me completely understanding nothing is good. No, uh, nothing is nothing is completely good or bad 
all the time. At least bad, I hope it isn't. Uh, Jobs, friendships, relationships, particularly relationships. Even I know you have to put the work in to nurture it, like I talked about a couple of minutes ago. It's not all roses and unicorns in a relationship. At times, it'll be painful and agonizing. Uh, She then said something to the effect of, and this really needs her tone and facial expression. The relationship work shouldn't be that hard, nor that often. You make a lot of concessions at your job to pay bills and hopefully get some health insurance. But the person you've chosen should not be a constant challenge. In that case, they are not your person. I hope that makes sense. You really needed to see uh, her and I going back and forth with this dialogue. She she kind of gave me like a, a, a huh, like a huh, and a raised eyebrow when I said, I know you got to put a lot of work into to these things. And she was like, not that much work. Because if it is, if it, if it's constant work, then maybe you're not the pair together. All right, there's that. Let's move on. Um, I stumbled as I'm going. As I'm, I, I go home every night. I eat dinner. I read some mindless stuff, some sports things, some superhero stuff, and then I dig in and see some news story for the day. I'll read some stocks or go to a couple of news sites. And from one of those news sites, I read Axios.com a lot now. A X I O S. Um, The stories are short, and they are quick and to the point. Great for all of our lives. And it seems pretty down the middle. It doesn't lean one way or the other. I know I can sit here and go, it's just news, just the facts. And a cynic's going, there's no such thing. There's always a spin. So I like it. Take that for what it's worth and where it might lean. Um, And I wound up down this rabbit hole of a story back in sometime in in the fourth quarter, uh, the end of 2021. And it was talking about how are downtowns going to survive in a post-COVID world? And we had thought for a long, long time that as more and more people are inevitably not going back to the office, what happens to all this real estate? Not necessarily here as the arrow for growth in our downtown is still going up. Residential, retail, professional um, in another Chicago, Detroit, Detroit's growing again. Detroit might not even be a good example, um, but Philadelphia, New York City, how will these downtowns exist where there are specific businesses, restaurants? The article mentioned places to get a haircut. If people, if not, if half as many, if only three quarters as many people are going to the office anymore every day, a lot of those businesses might crumble. So it talked about how they'll turn into residential or mixed use spaces, Kind of what's likely coming to Ned Skeldon Stadium or the remnants of it as it's demoed. I was never fortunate enough to go there for a baseball game. By the time I had gotten here, uh, the Mud End Stadium was a couple years old. But it, it gave like a, like seven, eight, or nine reasons or ways downtowns can continue to thrive in a post-pandemic world with less people there. One big upshot was get more people to live there. And uh, we couldn't do it here. Without a grocery store. We need a grocery store uh, from day one. Even when I saw people on Reddit last week saying, we got to get a Trader we got to get a trader Joe's to, to Toledo and downtown Toledo, something like that. Um, if you've got a grocery store, mostly everything else will fall in place. Uh, where to work out, where you work. Like in this article was talking, and I've tweeted this, I believe, and put some on uh, one of the social, the other social pages. If you don't, like they... We're thinking of a downtown uh, 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 like the 50s, 1950s, where you didn't need a car. Um, there were other ways to get to work, or you could just walk because you lived that close because things were that dense in a downtown area. 
Then one of the uh, one of the things that jumped out at me was take away parking. And I said, huh? Wasn't that long ago where uh, a lot of people downtown were very upset that free lunchtime parking from like 11 to 1 was going away. That's going to cost these businesses, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to come down anymore. And the reality of the math was you're going to go into Dirty Bird and spend 20 bucks for lunch, but you're not going to pay a dollar for parking. Uh, you can swing that totally. So the fact of parking spaces go, in fact, one of my thoughts was with some of the empty space downtown, maybe to make it better for people, like a couple weeks ago when we needed to plow stuff, uh, there was free parking in the garages for people. I thought, let's put another parking garage downtown. And here's this article saying, get rid of parking spaces. Now this doesn't necessarily affect us, but the point was taken. If there's no place to park, you can't drive. To uh, And let's just use us as an example, even though it's not a, the, the best example. Um, how do you get to a Mudhens game? Well, I, I know uh, I've seen when games end, there are Tarda buses waiting to take droves of people back to Sylvania or Maumee or other parts of the area. So if you remove parking spaces in any random met- metropolis uh, downtown you need good, solid public transportation so that you don't have to, you, so you're less reliant on a car. Makes sense. Uh, we are a far ways away from that, but we are in a creative and developmental stage for Tarda. Our friend of the show, Councilman uh, Sam Meldon, is now on the staff there to have a vision, and maybe that will be one of them. I thought of running this article by him. Let's uh, let, Not that he can take away parking spaces, but Tarda is in a position where no should never be heard when an idea is suggested to improve um, its utility, people's interest in it, and everything else. So maybe when we ever do have to cross the bridge of taking parking spaces away from downtown to go downtown for a night, to go to a Mudhens game, to go up Summit Street and visit Toll House and Toledo Spirits, and you're like, well, I don't have a car anymore, and that's too far to ride a bike. Oh, wait, I'll just hop on Tarda. No parking spaces require better public transportation. So that was kind of opening. I saw another article today. I'm not going to beat you up with these statistics. I've posted them in several places online. But I guess during the pandemic, business applications, small business applications, skyrocketed. Now let's get the bad out of the way. Most of them will fail. Eh, maybe a little more than half and fail. You, you know this, like... We only hear the good stories. Well, we mostly only hear the good stories. Um, And I can apply this to, let's use the billionaires. For every Bill Gates that dropped out of college and people like that, and Mark Zuckerberg in his dorm, there are like a million people who attempted or were going down the same route and are in ruin or light years away from the vision that they had. Because it doesn't work out for most people with those big visions. Take a big swing, you might make a big miss. Um, but this article delighted me, and I have, I think, done a decent job of saying, look, this all sucks, and um, we've lost lives. People's lives have been um, forever disrupted, and kids might never be who they were from other decades because of this. I, I get it. The bad is in our face every day, but I did see silver linings, one being... 
Mental health is not going to have such a stigma anymore. And as we see, more and more people are addressing their mental health when it comes to school, work, life, relationships. Mental health, brain health is no longer as stigmatized before as it was before COVID. And even if it was 70% stigmatized, now and now it's only 60% or 65%. I don't want to lose all those lives. I don't want to see all this ruin to come come to people's lives. But I'll take that 5% growth. Because without COVID, we might have gone 70% to 69.7%. Just a normal year of me and others advocating for take care of your mind and your emotions. So the other silver, silver lining was um, some people made the most of this adversity. And the quote that I, um, I like to throw out there pretty often uh, adversity, um, remember, I used to, uh, adversity doesn't build character, it reveals it. I say adversity, adversity builds a little character, but it definitely reveals it. And I was delighted to see so many people saying, you know what, I got a little extra money from the stimulus. Um, what's Now is the time to take the risk. I don't know if I'm ever going to go back to my job, whether because it might not be there because it's changing or because I'm changing and I'm realizing things. I have a once in a lifetime opportunity. I have a great idea. Let me strike now. So you, it, it, in this case, the Bart Simpson meme works. Meme works. At least you tried. Yes, try. In these perilous times where challenges are at every turn, take it. What's the, uh, I put the Winston Churchill thing uh, in the quote, and I know he has some, some pretty ugly warts on his resume, but I can compartmentalize the warts from from the words. Um, and with this pandemic era small business boom that I'm talking about, um, I love this quote. A pessimist sees the difficulty in every opportunity. An optimist sees the opportunity in every difficulty. So going back to adversity reveals a little bit of character. It builds a little bit of character, but it certainly reveals it. I commend all these people who took the jump. Um, do you have a, can you think of anybody that did that, that made the most out of what they were, they uh, they were uh, dealt with uh, chicken shit, so they made chicken salad during COVID. One that jumped to my mind is somebody who's been on the podcast before, Sabria Davis, the TSA alum who created Destination Picnic, uh, upscale, classy picnics, luxurious picnics uh and she has grown this business uh, including in the winter time she had the bubbles to offer to people so they could still so her business could still run um you don't have to be a genius to have some ingenuity or to be able to just look at something like sabria did on tiktok and say i'm gonna do that here like you don't have to be someone with an IQ of 130 or 180 to have a good idea in a time where we need good ideas so we can lift our spirits and our mood and so that we can hit the fastball that's coming right at us that COVID threw us. So if you know anybody like that, um, I commend them. Pass my praise along to them. Um, some of the lighter things. So this morning, I uh, I met a friend at Rick's on Monroe Street, which I'd never been to before. And uh, I, I commend and praise Rick for putting on the menu. And I was looking at the prices. I was like, these, this is a lot more expensive than I had expected. There was a little note, and, and we're talking like omelets and stuff, like $11, $12, um, I was expecting it to be a little cheaper. There's a little note from Rick. He says he apologized for having to raise prices, but this is what it is. So I uh, 
appreciate the transparency and being forthright and forthcoming. Um, but as I got out of my car, when I parked at Rick's, I saw this sign, lefties, and it said cheesesteaks. And it said the other word, which you're unfamiliar with, but I know very well, hoagies. You mean a sub? It's different. It's much different. In the same way that, like, you're not confused by, ah, oh, Philly-style cheesesteak. But I'm like, Philly-style? No, 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 no. That style, like, changes everything. So, cheesesteaks and hoagies. And as I suspected, it appears to be a chain. Like, it's kind of like Jersey Mike's. Um, Jersey Mike's was not as hoagie-like as I expected, but a decent sandwich. And some people have popped on my Facebook to say lefties was pretty good, especially from, I think it was Heather. Because um, your opinion and my opinion might differ. Go figure. Uh, she showed me a picture and that looked pretty legit and authentic. Like if Heather would have said, where did I get this sandwich from? Where did I get this cheesesteak from? Uh, and if she said, random place that does Philly food or from Philadelphia. Oh, I might have gotten that one wrong. So it has my attention. Uh, lefties, which will hopefully be opening soon. And there's Mr. Spots uh, in BG, which I've really only been to once. But the one time I went, it it made me feel like I was home, especially because they have a lot of uh, Philadelphia sports paraphernalia. And if you've ever been in Mr. Spots, a lot of the sandwiches are named after neighborhoods where I grew up in or roads where I drove on. Like literally... West Toledo, North Toledo, South Toledo. So I grew up in Northeast Philadelphia, Northeast Philly. There are a lot of Northeast Philly words and places on their menu for the sandwiches. Bustleton, Parkwood, Roosevelt Boulevard, and some that I can't even remember anymore. Mr. Spots is legit, so I'm hoping this place, Lefties, is as well. And Crazy Phillies, unsurprisingly, closed. That was a spot on Door Street that I found a couple of summers ago. Um... I got the idea that their service wasn't going to be the best. And this was before the employee issues really picked up. And I think it was also like $14 for a cheesesteak. And it was good. It wasn't completely authentic. Like, I would have guessed that that was not from a place back home. But it was good. But that's a lot. $14 is a lot for that. Um, so they closed up. Another food place. Um, and, and this is honing in on this nostalgia high that you're still on from Sunday night. And the memes got really good, like uh, 50 Cent Upside Down, what I look like when I'm trying to plug in my charger and not leave the bed. And then the Luke Skywalker one from The Empire Strikes Back as he's hanging upside down. So really good memes popped out of that. And Dr. Dre playing the piano. The one, the latest one I just saw um, was Elton John. Some Elton John song. I, I'm I'm not good with Elton John song titles, but we've had some good memes. But in the resonance of the Super Bowl afterglow, more nostalgia. Um, maybe a little earlier than '90s hip hop, because I remember this place when my mom would go. I think we went to my mom when I was a very little boy, like two, three, four years old. So, like many kids, I had bad ears. And I was constantly getting, what, tubes put in them? I was at the ENT and the children's hospital so much. And one day my mom's like, that's enough. And my mom, who to the very last day of her life, read stuff in magazines 
Now she'd read them on the internet, not that she'd fall into some QAnon nonsense, but my mom had heard about chiropractors and what they can do for kids and ear problems. And she took me to this chiropractor and took for a bunch of weeks. I don't remember how many times that I go back to the ENT and the ENT, I don't remember his name, um, said, did you take him to another doctor for surgery? And I'm paraphrasing what happened, but this did happen. He's he, my, the, the surgeon, the, this high level ENT ear, nose, throat was wondering whether my mom took me to a completely other doctor to do what this doctor had already done. Mom said, no, I took him to a chiropractor and he did pressure points on his neck and it released all the fluid. Saved. That chiropractor was near the Oxford Valley Mall. And I remember when we go to the chiropractor, because this is what moms do. Mom, can we go in the mall and get a toy and walk around at KB Toys? That's not where this is going, by the way. But there was. um, uh, Sometimes we go to eat in this place. And I'll tell you, before I get to the name, I'll tell you... um, People here know this. This is not a, just a Philly thing. And let me pull up the exact post. Uh, Toledo and Perrysburg, we're back. Attention, Ohio blank fans. Uh, blanks, yeah, our, our shared kitchen in the city of Toledo is now open and ready through delivery or pickup to start serving. City of Perrysburg will be open for service starting tomorrow, the 16th. For more information, um, go to the link. This has already been shared a bunch. That restaurant that my mom used to take me to in the Oxford Valley Mall when I was a little, little boy that I will never forget those delicious doughy wraps that they had that is now in Toledo and coming to Perrysburg is, and I'm just going to shut the podcast off after this, Olga's. <laughs> 